0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and swrc.com. Today is a special day here at Watchmen on the Wall. We are opening the radio vault to hear a classic legacy program from our ministry founder, Dr. E.F. Weber. We recently held our fall virtual prophecy conference. People from all over the country logged on and watched sessions from nine of the nation's top prophecy teachers. The entire conference is now available on DVD. Sessions from Billy Crone, Larry Stamm, Bill Federer, Rob Linstead, Eric Barger, Michael Hoggard, James Collins, Michael Samuel Smith, and Larry Spargimino. All these speakers, all the teaching sessions, all on DVD. Get the complete Fall Virtual Prophecy Conference on DVD right now for a gift of $50 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's one 800 652 Order online anytime at swrc.com. Our brand new Moment of Prophecy e-newsletter is being well-received. Delivered to thousands of inboxes every week with the latest information on current events in Bible prophecy and special video messages from our speakers. I want to encourage you to sign up and start getting the free A Moment of Prophecy e-newsletter. Sign up by visiting swrc.com or give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. Oh, have you downloaded our ministry app? You can download our Southwest Radio Ministry app on your smartphone or tablet. With the app, you can listen to the daily program and read the latest articles by our Bible teachers. Download the SWRC app today. Just search SWRC and download the app on your Android or Apple device. Southwest Radio Church of the Air began in April 1933 when Dr. E.F. Weber, pastor of a local church in Oklahoma City, preached a prophetic message over a local radio station, KTOK. His radio program was his radio church, thus the name Southwest Radio Church. As the storm clouds of war began to rise over Europe and Asia, Dr. Weber was convinced that the world was entering the last generation. The format of the daily program was evangelism, broadcast the good news that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. Prophecy. Signs of the time indicate that Jesus is returning soon. Missions. Raise funds to support missionaries in foreign countries. Teaching. Teach the Word to discipleship believers. Publish. Supplement preaching with sound Christian books. Contend for the faith. Confront and oppose apostasy within the churches. And encourage. Support other ministers who need to be heard. From 1933 to the present day. This ministry format has not changed. Today, we'll be encouraged by listening to Dr. E.F. Weber remind us of God's restoring love. And radio friends, we greet you
1: in the name of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. And I have a message that I feel is needed in our day and one that will appeal especially to those who are Christians. I'm going to speak on the subject, The Secret of Spiritual Power and Blessing. I want to read in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and you will find that secret in my text. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, in these days when the very foundation of spiritual things are being shaken. In these days when there is so much stress and turmoil, and in these days when we need Thee, it seems more than ever before, oh, be near to the heart of each listener. Be very near to my heart as I bring this message Be very near to the heart of each one listening as they hear the message, and may this great power of the blessed Holy Spirit fill each heart. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now dear radio friends, some people are used of God and some are not. There are some who work in the anointing of the Holy Spirit while some work in the energy of the flesh. To some, God's work seems to be boresome. To others, it is a joy and a delight. Many are everlastingly seeking, seeking they don't seem to know what. Others are fully satisfied. They have perfect peace and rest. Peace of mind is one of the greatest of all blessings in this life. There are some who think if they can only have some great, unusual experience, they will be satisfied for life, and that they will then become mighty men of God. My friends, mighty men of God are not made that way. Many read the lives of Finney and Moody and other great servants of God, and their great experience, and they seem to think, if I can only have an experience like that, then I too will become a spiritual giant. So they start seeking. Countless hours are spent in fasting and prayer. Sins are confessed and put away. Sometimes restitution is made work is left undone, and every moment is devoted to agonizing in prayer for the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, many times these prayers are answered, but as time goes on and God honors people, they sometimes assume a holier-than-thou attitude toward others, and they try to draw people to themselves. They put on little mannerisms in order to draw attention to themselves spiritual pride then becomes a besetting sin in their life. They demand more and more attention from the common herd. Then what happens? Well, the flock is divided, and sin, temptation and darkness result. There are others who concentrate only on one doctrine. They read books, study man's opinion, find out what this or that teacher thinks. They use words to express their theories which are not in the Bible, such as inbred sin, eradication, second work of grace, sinless perfection. None of these expressions are Bible. They seem to want holiness because they have learned that holiness is power, but they want that power for themselves, to build for themselves. Now, I'm speaking most kindly It may be that there are some listening in that have wondered why you have made a shipwreck of a ministry that was so promising when it began. You wondered why. Possibly, I am teaching the very cause that brought about your failure. Many of these seekers do start out with an honest heart, and they want power for God's glory. But there are very, very few people whom God can trust with any degree of power. Now, I never discount the experience of men of God. Wesley's, Finney's, and Moody's experiences were all very, very real. Wesley had his because I had no secular education. And in the night, God's mighty power engulfed my soul, and I knew the fullness of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now, my Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight, not by feeling, not by experiences. Dwight L. Moody was mightily used of God because he was greatly anointed by God. But it was the holy, surrendered life of Moody that made him the man he was. In other words, it was his daily contact with God. He received a fresh anointing, for every new task. The blessing can only be kept by constant contact with the blesser. There is no easy road that I know of in the Christian life, and yet almost every one of us seeks the easy way. There is a price to pay. That price must be paid. Look at Moses giving up wealth and all, and then daily living a life of sacrifice for Israel. There are very few willing to pay the price for power. They are willing to seek blessings and manifestations. They are willing to agonize in prayer. They will look for visions and revelations. But that daily waiting on God, that complete surrender, that willing to suffer for Christ's sake, it just is not there. Now let me ask a few questions. Do you have a morning hour with God, a quiet time, or are you too busy running around doing this, that, and the other thing? Second question, is Christ very real to you? Do you know him, or have you merely been introduced to him? Have you really become acquainted with him? Do you visit with him regularly? What does Christ mean to you? I've met thousands of people, but I know only a very few people. You must live with people to know them. It takes time to really get acquainted. Do you take time to get acquainted with Christ? Do you walk with God? Do you remember Mary and Martha? Martha was busy. She was very active, working and serving. She wanted to do things for Jesus, but she had no time for fellowship and communion with her Lord. Well, Mary wasn't doing things. She just sat at the feet of Jesus and drank in his every word. Martha gave Jesus her work. Mary gave Jesus herself, her fellowship. Now, have I made myself clear? Mary loved just to talk to Jesus and listen to him talk to her. And Jesus loved to talk with Mary too. So Mary had chosen the better part. Mary knew Jesus as Martha could never know him. Oh, Martha said, he must be hungry and tired and I'm going to do these things for him. I'm going to do these things. Mary said, I just want to sit and listen. You don't ever need to seek for blessings My friend, you don't need to wait for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. There are only two things God can possibly demand. There are only two questions you need to ask. First, have I turned from all I know to be wrong and that grieves the Holy Spirit? Second, have I yielded myself, body, soul, and spirit to Jesus Christ? Am I his bond slave? Now that is all God asks. There can be nothing more that will satisfy God. What else could God ask? That you give yourself completely to Him. Now, when you have made that complete surrender, then the blessings begin to fall. Now notice again. This scripture, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's reasonable, then, that a Christian be holy, yielded to God. And when you are holy, yielded to God, then God pours his blessings out upon you, blessings that you cannot count. So, friend, don't seek experience, seek surrender utterly to Him, and then you will be filled with the Spirit. The blessed Holy Spirit takes a Jew here, a Gentile there, regenerates them, and places them in the body of Christ, which is the church, and thus the sinner, whether he be Jew Or, Gentile, who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ is baptized by the Holy Spirit into one body. This, then, is the first work of the Holy Spirit at the time of our conversion. Now, second, take the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts, the 11th chapter and verse 17, we read, God gave them the like gift as he did unto us. And in Acts, chapter 10, and verse 45, we read, On the Gentiles also was poured out the gift. Of the Holy Spirit. In the second chapter of Acts and verse 38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost Himself, then, is a gift. Cornelius and his house received the gift of the Holy Ghost when they believed. The 3,000 that were saved on the day of Pentecost received the gift of the holy ghost therefore the holy ghost is received when we are converted all right third we have the indwelling of the holy spirit in 1 corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16 i read know ye not that ye are the temple of god and that the spirit of god dwelleth in you this is the truth concerning the indwelling of the holy spirit having been baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, and having received the gift of the Holy Spirit, he now indwells the believer. Now this is Bible. All I'm giving you is scripture. It may be very contrary to what many of you have heard, but it's scripture for every word. You say, Brother Weber, do you believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a definite work of grace? I certainly do. Do you believe? that it happens when we're converted. I believe it happens after we converted, whether it's immediately or whether there's a period of time, makes no difference. It happens to the child of God. And then forth comes the sealing of the Spirit. In Ephesians, the first chapter, in verse 13, we read, After that ye believed, ye were received with the Holy Spirit of promise. This, then, is the sealing of of the Holy Spirit. and It teaches us three things. First, a finished transaction. We are His and we are sealed by Him. Second, ownership. Ye are Christ's. Third, security. When God saves us and then seals us, who can unseal us? Who can separate us from the love of God? Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish." How many of you believe the words of Jesus when he says, a child of God can never perish? So that, my friends, is the ceiling. Now we come to the earnest of the Spirit, and for this I want to turn to Ephesians and read in the first chapter of Ephesians, verses 13 and 14 in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. Now, let us turn to Second Corinthians And in the first chapter, read verses 21 and 22. Now, he which establisheth us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God, who hath also sealed us, and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Now the earnest is a deposit, it is a guarantee of what is to follow. In other words, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We have the earnest of that here. If a man were to buy your house, the first thing he would do would be to give you a check. A hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, that's earnest. Now the full purchase price we'll say is eight thousand five hundred. After the transaction is completed, he gives you the balance of the money or arranges for it to be paid. But that earnest money is the promise that you will receive all the rest of it. Now God gives us this deposit to bind an eternal bargain. Thank God for the foretaste of glory that we have here and now. Telling of the fullness of glory that is mine and will follow. Now, six. We come now to the filling of the Holy Spirit. For we read in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, Be filled with the Spirit. Literally, this is a command. And this is a daily filling. Now, when we finish a meal at the table, we are filled. But about Five hours later we're empty and we want to be filled again. So we see that we need this daily filling for service and in order that we may be fruit-bearing Christians. And then of course there is the seventh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Turn to the fourth chapter of Luke and read verses 18 and 19 And this is a very wonderful, wonderful passage of Scripture, one that you should remember. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This, then is the work of a minister this then is the work of a servant of god jesus himself received the anointing of the holy spirit for his ministry saying the spirit of the lord is upon me for he hath anointed me my beloved if your ministry and if your service to the lord is to be effective you must have the anointing for the task now how to receive i told you when i read the scripture that the answer to the entire matter was found in my text i beseech you brethren by the mercy of god that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds that ye may know what is that good and acceptable will of God. And so the secret for blessing and power is found in presenting ourselves wholly unto God, yielding ourselves completely to God. Ye are not your own, ye have been bought with a price." And listen to me, my dear ones. If men and women who hear this message will conform to the teaching, we would have the greatest revival in America that we have ever had. If Christian men and women will say, I'm going to seek the blesser, not the blessing. I am going to seek the one who manifests his presence and not some peculiar manifestation, I'm going to seek him. I'm going to seek to be so yielded that, my friends, was the secret of John Wesley's success. John Wesley was a failure before he received that anointing. You all know that. It was after his mighty Aldersgate filling with the Holy Spirit that Wesley became the mighty power of God. The same with Dwight L. Moody. The same with Charles G. Finney and I could go down the line, and I could show you that every man and every woman whom God has mightily used, he has used, because they had surrendered completely to God, and their lives were his, God used them then. And God is looking for men and women whom he can use today. Will you be that one? Shall we pray? Most gracious Heavenly Father, Oh, how we pray that you will enable each one of us to be so surrendered, so completely emptied of self, that we can be a vessel fit for the Master's use, filled with the power of God, used in the service of God, and for the glory of God. Do thou speak this message of truth to every hungry, seeking, heart. How we need revival, the revival that comes with the old-time gospel. Speak to the hearts of men and women everywhere. We ask this in Jesus' dear name, and for his praise and honor and glory, and that multitudes in this day may know, not only know, but experience the secret of blessing and power. Amen. Well, my dear friends, I trust that the instruction of this message will bring God's blessing to the heart of everyone who has listened to the message. May God richly bless you all.
0: If you'd like to hear more great teaching from our founder, Dr. E.F. Weber, be sure and get the six-CD set, The Old-Time Gospel and Prophecy. 12 timeless messages on six CDs. Get the Old Time Gospel and Prophecy CD set for a gift of $30 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Just a little over four days left to get this month's special thank-you gift, our die-cut etched Christmas tree ornament. This exclusive ornament features our classic logo of the watchman on the wall blowing the shofar. Our motto, God is still on the throne and prayer changes things, is engraved across the top of the ornament. Every ornament is a true piece of heritage and craftsmanship, which you'll enjoy this Christmas and for years to come. Get your Watchman on the Wall Christmas ornament for a gift of $100 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. Christmas is quickly approaching, and I have a perfect place for you to do all of your Christmas shopping. You guessed it, swrc. Brand new resources, books, and DVDs are on our website, swrc.com. New items are being added almost every day. Over 900 books and DVDs for you and your loved ones. swrc.com. That's swrc.com. You know, my friends, we're able to be here each day because of your prayers and financial support. When you purchase a book or DVD, you're helping us spread the good news that God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Thank you. Next week, Michael Hoggard will tell us all about UFOs, gods, and aliens. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. All of us at Watchmen on the Wall hope you and your family have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com.